Welcome all to another episode of All Things Adventures in Odyssey. I'm your host, Clint Brahms, and today we'll be discussing episode 924, Higher Than Our Ways, the third episode of Album 71. Alright, we are here to kick off our review of the Olivia arc, one of my favorites of Odyssey history. The only other parallel to this I could think of was the Straussburg divorce episodes. That was also a six-parter ending in a two-part adventure. And it was like these episodes dealing with more realistic and serious issues. I'll tell you right off the bat that I really like these episodes. These, along with 28 Hours and the upcoming Album 75, are some of the major reasons I decided to start a podcast so I could talk about things that I found interesting in them. We start right off with Chris encouraging parents to listen to these episodes with their children. I think one of the reasons for this was because of some of the more intense parts of this story, but also because the idea of someone losing faith or even losing salvation is an idea contrary to the beliefs of some, and they did not want to come off as uh, proselytizing. For as much as I love these six episodes, I have to say that the beginning, in my opinion, is a little weak. I think mainly because of the acting, which is odd because I think the acting is one of the things that makes this six-parter so great. I would say that the first three or four scenes are that way, but then things start picking up tremendously after that. While I feel the need to share my honest opinion about the beginning, that does not take away from the greatness of these episodes. In the second scene, we get the mention of an anonymous donor paying for the ski trip. From the beginning, I had thought that the donation was going to be important because it didn't seem pivotal to the immediate plot, and yet they went out of their way to mention it. They even went as far as to include that little bit of information in the album description, so I was pretty sure they would be important. I did not ultimately come to the exact solution, however. In the third scene, we get Jason, and I have to clarify, I think in the Christmas Bells episode, I said that he wouldn't come back until album 73, but he is here briefly, still sounding old. His crack about Wit being 150 years old is great. It calls out one of the big continuity, I won't say issues, but interesting things in uh, the history of Odyssey. I do think Phil Lawler and Dave Arnold, the writers for the Young Wit series, have come to an actual age for Wit, but they are not saying what that age is. Next, we're reminded of the whole uh, one of three will fall setup for these episodes when Wilson and Jason meet at the coffee shop. The barista calling out Wilson's name just as he's talking about hearing the voice of God. That's, that's great. That's great. Now, I don't know much of anything about public schools, so I don't know if it's plausible that Wilson would know that they need a volunteer chaperone. Or maybe this is a thing that is common knowledge, that the more adults on a field trip, the better, and they're willing to accept just about anybody. This may be a plot convenience, but a plausible one. He could have heard that they were looking for extra chaperones sometime off mic. Next, we go to the slopes about a month later, it sounds like. Zoe obviously doesn't know that your boots are supposed to be tight. The whole hot chocolate and liver disease thing, a bit wacky, but it's okay. They're really trying to make it seem like it might be Emily. And then Zoe actually falls, so you wonder if it may be her. 
And then we get the ski patrol speeding down the mountain, and we know it's not Olivia or Zoe because they're with us. Wilson's Where's Emily definitely set me on edge. The next scene, you can tell something terrible has happened. The anguish in Miss Adelaide's voice, Wilson calling her Rhonda, all of that is great. It sets the mood, sort of, the tension, the fear of what has happened. But it turns out it is not Emily, it is Mr. Norton. And for a second, we feel relief because it's someone we don't know, but then we find out this person is dead. And that is a crushing blow. After that, we go straight to the funeral. Miss Adelaide gets very intense, and someone in the audience starts sobbing. It's very uncomfortable, but I think appropriately so. It's supposed to be. Wilson's sermon is great. Again, I, I really like his character. There are some times that I feel he misses it in his acting as a pastor, such as on the platform in uh, Results May Vary, but here he does a great job and nails it. He pulls out the verse of scripture that this episode is named after. A great verse, really appropriate for the situation, but... Really just something that we can always keep in mind. God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. If God does or allows something we don't understand, well, it's not necessarily for us to understand. That's God's business, as my pastor would say. During this scene, we find out that Norton was a Christian, so we don't have to worry there. And I've often wondered how Odyssey would handle a story where an unsaved loved one dies. That would be very interesting to hear. The next scene between Olivia and Trevor is very heartwarming and then very crushing. I appreciate the characterization of Miss Adelaide in this episode. We saw her learn her lesson in The Ties That Bind, and now she is much more hesitant to share her thoughts on political or religious issues with her students. Only at the insistence of Olivia does she give in, and only somewhat. It's nice to hear about Miss Adelaide's apparently warm relationship with Mr. Norton. They were friends, good friends, it seems like. Her views on the randomness that life must be without God is very insightful, very thought-provoking, makes you consider things from another perspective, and also gives us a look at some of the despair that must be felt by those that reject the notion of God. Olivia says that she will ask her parents and pastor these questions, but she does not, probably because of her reading of Sepinov. Next, we get the scene between Olivia and Zoe and Mr. Norton's handwriting on the board. That's a great touch of humanity and adds even more realism to this episode. Makes it seem like this really happened. Then we get Olivia's questions about gravity and we start to see what road she may be headed down. And as we transition from this scene to the next, the music is primarily a stringed instrument that sounds... Eastern European, Asian, something something like that. And though we may not know it in this episode, that instrument will feature prominently in the next episode. And we find out quickly why, as when the music fades, we are with Olivia as she begins to research Leonid Sepinov. And finally, we get Olivia choosing not to pray before bed, and we really start to see that this is serious. We'll discover the brilliance of, yes, using the prayer scenes to demonstrate her skepticism, but also we'll come to realize that the first prayer scene was really the moment that sets up the revelation for the sixth episode. And at the conclusion of this episode, we end on a discussion between Jason and Wilson as they begin to figure things out. After that, the only thing left is Chris's wrap-up, which is very poetic, very appropriate, I believe, for this episode. This is a great episode. Excellent, excellent job to everyone, especially Marshall Younger. I'm looking forward to reviewing this arc. Speaking of which, we'll be back next time with an overview of Triple Decker Sunday. 
I hope that you'll join me. I'm looking forward to the adventure. Thank you.